Welcome to the I Get Better podcast with your hosts, Charlene Renee and Phaedra Smith, where we discuss topics related to life, love, mental, physical, and spiritual health, and how we can all get better together. Okay, welcome back to I Get Better. I am your host, Charlene Renee. And I am Phaedra. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how I get better when I let go. And specifically, we're going to be talking about letting go of guilt and shame. Yes, this will be a good topic. Definitely. So as you know, we always like to start off with defining the thing that we're going to be discussing. So Phaedra, I know you have a good definition of guilt and shame that you want to share uh, with the audience today. And then we will jump right in on why it's important and how to get better at letting go. So I am still kind of on my Brene Brown kick. And so she, in her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, which I really do recommend to everyone, um, she talks about guilt and shame. And so her definition is, uh, the definition of guilt is I did something bad. And the definition of shame is I am bad. This is shame is saying this is who we are. And guilt is saying this is what, this is about our behavior. Right. Yeah. And then both of them are basically describing a feeling that you have. I've always looked at guilt as, you know, like you said, like feeling like you made a mistake and then not being able to release yourself from it or others may not uh, release you from your mistake. And then with shame, I always look at it more as a deeper, long held guilt or just more of embarrassment uh, or feeling like inadequate when you're comparing yourself to other people. Right. And I, and I, I think the biggest thing is like with guilt, if you experience guilt, like it should go away because maybe you should be able to change your behavior. And I think with shame is, I don't know how that, that kind of tells you that's, that's how you feel about yourself as a person. So instead of, instead of me doing something bad, I am a bad person. And I, and so I do agree with you, Charlene, that shame kind of like goes a little bit deeper in that it can cause way more problems on your on you as a person individually um and i don't know how it would necessarily change your behavior because it would really probably shape who you are as a person right and then because yeah because you think about usually when i think of shame it's like people might say you should be ashamed of yourself um based on some behavior that you did or there are people who feel no shame and they just let it all hang out they don't care what other people think and they just do them um and it's things that people might think they should be ashamed of and they just have no shame right in it um but yeah so i think that's a good start uh working definition of both guilt and shame so now I want to go ahead and jump right in on why is this important? I always like to give the why of a topic to give us something to anchor it to. Why should we get better at this? So uh, a few things like when I'm working with clients who are experiencing guilt about something that they did, I like to kind to talk about why it's important to get over it or get past it. Because what happens is when you are feeling guilt, you're just reliving the past. You're reliving something that you did that you either wish you could change. Um, Sometimes you can, you know, make up for a mistake. But then there are other things that when you make a mistake, you can't necessarily correct it. 
And so now you're dealing with this guilt about something you can't fix and you can't change. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to get better at letting go of this guilt because now you are keeping yourself and your progress stuck because you can't move forward into your future and you can't really experience joy in the present if you're being bogged down and held down by this guilt or this long held shame about something. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important for us to work on getting better at that. Shame, I always, like I said, look at it like something that someone else puts on you more so than, I know it says it's something you feel, you may internalize and think that you're bad, but I think it's other people making you feel ashamed because you're embarrassed and embarrassment comes from outside. You're thinking someone else is looking at you or watching you and what you do. Now, there are some times where you can internalize shame about things that nobody knows about, but you know that it happened or you know that you did it and you feel that shame uh, based on the fear that someone might find out about something that you did. Well, I, I so based on her research, um, her, her understanding is that, I mean, I, what I'm interpreting from her is that prolonged guilt can turn into shame. And so... If, so when people say, use the term, you should be ashamed of yourself, they're really trying to make you feel guilty. And yeah. I think that when you just let guilt sit there and you don't recognize it um, for what it is and you don't change, maybe you don't change behaviors or maybe it, it was nothing you, you actually did. Maybe you just have this prolonged, um, this person that continues to tell you that you're a bad person or that you should be ashamed of your behavior and they try to embarrass you those things kind of make up the core of who we are. It kind of makes up our core beliefs about ourselves. And so we start to take on this shame. Like I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to voice my opinions because the core of me feels like I'm a bad person or I can't do things right. So we have to start dealing with what's my core belief about myself because shame and guilt, they grow, they metastasize and they start to spread through our lives. So like you said, they prohibit prohibit us from from living in the present and moving on to our future in a positive and joyous way. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. Also, briefly, I want to touch on what are the psychological and physical impacts of holding on long term to the feeling of guilt? And so a few things that I want to bring up is psychologically, what does it do to your mental health? So it can be very distressing to your physical health to hold on to guilt. It can lead to depression. It can lead to anxiety. I've even read that it can contribute to some OCD tendency and symptoms of obsessive compulsions. Not just what people may think, oh, OCD means you're just a neat freak. No, there are some other compulsions that you might participate in because you want to try to rectify this feeling of guilt. Like if I made this mistake, I got to try to make everything right and perfect. So now I'm going to be very compulsive in my behavior and try to be a perfectionist, so to speak, to make up for. And so that's a few psychological impacts. Physical impacts of guilt is that you may lose sleep. You might start to experience some insomnia, lack of sleep, trouble sleeping at night. It can impact your stomach and digestive issues can occur. You may have body pains, muscle pains, headache, 
These are some physical symptoms that may come about. You may also find yourself really tearful and sad just because you are in this state of guilt and shame. So it's important to deal with this because that is a lot of stress and pressure on your body physically and mentally when you are maintaining this emotion of guilt. Right. I like what you said on perfectionism because in this book, it talks about that perfectionism is not the same thing as striving to be your best. Perfectionism is not self-improvement. So perfectionism is is a is not about healthy achievement and growth. It's really about the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, act perfect, then we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. It's a shield. Mm-hmm. So like, it, and it's something that you really can't, it's hard to come out of because if you don't win the game, then what, what are you telling yourself? Okay, I should have done that better. As opposed to saying, no one's perfect. Like I'm not gonna, you know, achieve, be, be the winner of all the things. But when we have these unattainable goals for ourselves, it does lead to those things like depression and anxiety and, and sleep deprivation. Right. So now I want to kind of touch on what are some different, really briefly, what are some different types of guilt? So there are there are several categories of guilt, and I'm sure there's more than three, but I want to touch on these, at least these three different types of guilt. And they are uh, reactive guilt, anticipatory guilt, and existential guilt. So reactive guilt is basically that it's a reaction to something that you did. So you believe you acted against either your own personal beliefs or what's morally good or standards that society has for acceptable acceptable behavior and you've acted um, poorly. And so now you react to that behavior by feeling guilty. So it's that aftermath. Then you may have anticipatory guilt. So now you are anticipating feeling guilty about something that you may do so instead of doing that thing you're saying I don't want to feel guilty so I'm not going to do something (laughs) so I anticipate this action may cause me to feel guilty so I'm going to avoid doing this behavior and then existential is a little more difficult to grasp but it's basically like a broader perspective of injustice like life isn't fair or I'm guilty because maybe I feel like I have more than other people have and I feel guilty about that like I feel guilty that I'm more affluent than someone else is and now I have guilt on myself because life isn't just and everyone should be equal so some people do really feel that I was you know reading a book once where it was this lady whose whose father was really wealthy and he left her a lot of money and she felt bad about that because she felt she didn't do anything to earn it or deserve this wealth and she saw these other people suffering in the world so she was even afraid to spend money or or look like she was wealthy and it caused a lot of internalized guilt for her where she couldn't really be herself because she was taking on this guilt so that's just a a little um brief touch on the different types of guilt but I really want us to get into those some of the sources that contribute to why we feel guilty what are some things that lead to us feeling that feeling of guilt um so let's start with family family right (laughs) so family a lot of cultures um have this within their family group where they are 
held to a standard within their family and they are made to feel that certain things are right or wrong, starting with growing up and your parents telling you certain things are right and wrong. And they may say that they're disappointed in you because you behave in a certain way. And now you're starting to feel guilty because you cannot be yourself because it's interpreted as wrong. And then it might lead to, like you said, those feelings of shame. Like I'm a bad person because my mom and my dad tell me I am because I'm doing these things that they don't like and they're telling me I'm wrong. And so now you're going to be seeking the approval of your parents or other family members so that you don't feel guilty. And let's talk about that five-year-old or that 10-year-old at the age of 20, 25, and 30, that person that was um, seeking, now, you, now you're now you seeking validation from everybody, trying to appease this sense of guilt that you, or this now that the guilt that maybe has turned into shame about you as a person, I'm a bad person, or I can't make any, I can't make any mistakes, or I can't make decisions on my own. So that now that turns into this belief about yourself. And so um, I, I like what you said uh, about that, because I do think that that's a big issue with, with us. And especially that 25 year old, or that 30 year old that you went to college and got this degree because that's what you were supposed to do. So when, you know, when you have this, you know, you, you have these expectations of your family that you feel like you haven't met, you feel a sense of, of guilt and you can feel a sense of shame as a person. So when you say, when we talk about letting go, I think a part of letting go is letting go of those family expectations or those rules that may not have been always spoken. They could be these unspoken rules that were that you kind of just learned from your family. And so letting go means really embracing, could be me, meaning embracing who you are. You could be gaining things by letting go. Yeah, definitely. Another, another source, I think a major source of guilt is this cultural guilt and what happens is is you may grow up in a certain culture that has their own set of beliefs values and traditions and you may feel guilty if your own personal code uh, moral or ethical code does not line up with that and so you may feel like certain behavior there's nothing wrong with it but you're struggling with how to fit it, find that balance between maintaining those cultural ties and being connected to your community and also being true to yourself. So you may feel like doing a certain thing like, and some of this ties to religious beliefs as well, like um, sex before marriage. Well, in my culture, it's deemed as wrong or in my religious beliefs, it's deemed as wrong, but I don't personally think that it's wrong. So now I'm struggling with that guilt. Um, of living up to these societal or cultural norms because I'll be disgraced or I'll be seen in a certain way in my community, in my culture, and I may not be able to come back from it and be and be accepted back into this this community and culture. So there's also this fear of not belonging or not knowing how to fit in, how to be multifaceted and fit in. And I think that's what we, that's one of the things I think Black people definitely struggle with especially if you educated, like you don't know how to act sometimes. It's like <laughs> you got multiple personality disorder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, you're like, you you know, I mean, I remember when I first moved to Pensacola, like this old white man was like, oh, you speak so well. And, you know, it took me a minute because I had to let things sit in. And then afterwards, I'm like, that made me mad. I, <laughs> because 
but that's the thing. Can I be educated and black? And then is and then also in my black culture, can I be educated and black and still be hip? Can I be still down? Be Are you down with the fam? Yeah, I'm still I'm still woke. And so it's it's been able, can I how can I embrace myself and still and still be relevant in in, in society? And so that is a thing that I think a lot of minorities struggle with. Yeah, and I don't think it's just minorities. I think there are, well, I guess it depends on your definition of minority, but I think a lot of different ethnic groups yeah, um, yeah, struggle with it. Um, Black, Asian, Indian, African, not African-American, just different cultural groups, Italians, Mm-hmm. What do they call it? The old, uh, I don't know. I don't want to misspeak, but there's a culture where it's that mom's guilt where they or, or grandparents guilt that mm-hmm. they have you, they'll put on you to make you feel like if I don't do this, you know, the good old mom's guilt's going to come in and it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem if I don't do this. And so struggling with that identity of who being yourself and coming up with your own code and still being able to be a part of the community is it can be a major source of guilt. I, I think I see it also in um in my Caucasian sisters and brothers because they struggle with the fact that they probably still have very racist uh you know family members or even maybe relationships in their lives. And so for them to now be educated and be more culturally sensitive as individuals and to have black and Asian and you know, Hispanic friends that they view as family. Now that's, that's, that's putting them in a position where they have to make some changes. And so, you know, I can also see that being a problem with letting go of what is expected from your family, even though they are wrong Mm -hmm. and not like completely being apart from your family. Cause I still want to belong with my family, but I want to belong in a healthy way. And so I think that sometimes looks at, looks like setting up boundaries or either letting go of some relationships that are no longer aligning with your values. Yes, boundaries is definitely helpful when it comes from guilt imposed by other people. Not yes. that self-imposed guilt, but yeah. when other people are making you feel guilty, you may need to set up some boundaries to protect yeah. your peace and your yeah. own conscience. Yeah. So... I think it's time to talk about how, what are some ways that we can get better at letting go of these feelings of guilt? Well, we talked about one of them, which is boundaries. Yes, that is definitely (laughs) important. Setting up boundaries means saying no, not spending time with or limiting your time with people who are not going to contribute to your growth and your mental health in a positive way learning how to maybe remove yourself or separate yourself from those things that don't serve you positively. Right. Um, Another way I think that is important to be able to get better at letting go of feelings of guilt is to learn how to reframe. So reframing is a therapeutic term, but it's basically um, taking an event or an incident or a thought that is leading to those feelings of guilt and then changing it or reframing it in a way that is different and altering that thought or altering that event in a way that is helpful. So the reframe is an important skill. Going to therapy can help with this. It's a little difficult to just explain it in the podcast and, and have it make sense. But if you're able to shift what you're thinking about this, about yourself, 
or about the action or the behavior that you did, then that helps change the feeling surrounding it. Right. And I think shifting it, shifting it with the help of a, of a professional is helpful because if you're just walking around shifting all your guilt when maybe you are supposed to feel guilty about something, you turn it into something you don't want to be. Yeah, right? because there is there is um, what I'll say is righteous guilt or justified guilt or or adaptive guilt, not maladaptive, but guilt that is good if it leads to changed behavior when it needs to be changed. Correct, correct. Um, so that guilt is a positive guilt. But right. when we're talking about the guilt that's no longer serving you and it's not leading to change, it's just leading to those negative impacts and effects, then that's the guilt you need to let go of. Right, right. And I, and I think that does come with getting with somebody that can really help you with that. And it's not like you got to be in therapy for a long time. I mean, you might just need to be in therapy just to deal with with that. But I want to talk about this um, this this other uh, way, a uh, practical way of, of of getting over this guilt and shame and letting go. Um, it's this idea that Brene talks about in her book about resilience and how do I become a resilient person. And so we've talked about this, Charlene, a lot in our other podcasts about being able to withstand the the pain of being uncomfortable and having pain and being vulnerable but what she specifically talks about is five common factors to resilient people so she says resilient people are resourceful and have good problem solving skills they are more likely to seek help they hold on to belief to the belief that they can do something that will help them manage their feelings and cope they have social support systems that help them or that are available to them, they are connected with others such as family or friends. And on the spiritual side of it, these type of people have these essential things that make up their resilience. And so one of them are cultivating hope, practicing critical awareness, letting go of numbing and taking the edge off vulnerability, discomfort and pain. So basically, they are not constantly trying to numb the pain and they they allow themselves to feel this pain. Um, and then they also have ways to get past the pain. So um, I like that part where she said they are more likely to seek help because I think that's a big deal in most cultures, cultures is that you get into this shame and guilt spiral um, because you don't talk about it. You don't talk to your friends and family. You don't go to a therapist. You don't get, and so therefore you never are, you never give yourself a chance to hear the words you weren't wrong or you're not a bad person. Right. You're just talking about it amongst yourself in your own mind and your head and ruminating on this and just repeating it over and over and saying, man, I'm such a bad person or I made this mistake. I made this mistake. I made this mistake. Okay. Acknowledge the mistake, but then what do you do next? Right. And acknowledge the fact that there's a possibility that you didn't make a mistake. There's a possibility that you're living out what your parents told you was wrong or what you heard was wrong at some point in your life, but that possibly they had the wrong definition of, of that situation. True, true. So now you may need to reframe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I did not make a mistake. <laughs> and, and before we wrap up, I just have a couple more ways, I think, and I'm not going to spend much time on them because I we have a, a full episode on these last two things. And one way is is acceptance learning how to practice acceptance accepting things for what they are accepting that everyone makes mistakes and no one is perfect mm -hmm. and also being able to pr practice forgiveness of self mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And we have an entire episode on forgiveness as well as an entire episode on acceptance. Make sure you go back and listen. They are to very those. good, guys. They are. Check them out. So I think this is an awesome step to learning how to let go of guilt and shame so that you can get better, continuing to get better. As always, we want you to like, share, subscribe, comment. We want to hear from you. We want to keep the conversation going on our Facebook page. We also always post things on our Instagram page. If you want to check out more resources, you can also go to our website, www.greenhousecounselingfl.com. And you can listen to all of our former episodes on that, as well as all streaming platforms, such as podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere that you normally would stream we usually can be found there yeah and you look up it's i get better it's all one word so i i know that a couple people couldn't find it because they were separating it oh okay yeah that's a good point i get better podcast yeah so until next time guys let's keep getting better so we can do better in order to be better we love y'all thank y'all